Whether it's through a book, movie, or TV show, and whether it's conscious or not, we're all looking for ourselves in media. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah, where each week we're discussing our journeys in finding our representation in the medias we enjoy the most. Hi friends and welcome to a new episode of Small Town Sarah, which will soon have a brand new name. I'm not sure what it'll be and I'm not sure when it'll change, but it will be happening soon. I have taken a little bit of a break from Instagram uh, lately to kind of really hone in and focus on getting a job, which uh, I do every day, Monday through Friday. I have been just spending the morning applying to places, retail, office positions. Uh, I'm going to apply to dog walking uh, positions and just kind of going for it and um, the pressure of keeping up with Instagram that I was putting on myself uh, was too much and so I'm, I'm taking a break but when I do get back to it what I'd like to do is put a poll up on my stories to see what names register well with people and we'll we'll change the name after that so we'll see when that happens and now that I'm more in a routine of applying to places maybe I'll feel better about kind of adding in some of my other hobbies like Instagram. So we'll see when that poll goes up. I'll, I'll let everyone know and uh, hopefully we'll have a new name for the podcast soon. In the meantime, we're still small town, Sarah. And for today's uh, episode, what I'd like to talk about is one of the prize lists I follow. There's a lot of prize lists when it comes to uh, books and I didn't know how many there were. I was familiar with some of the big ones, uh, the Booker, Pulitzer Prize, National Book Award, the Hugo. Uh, but there's a ton more that I was unfamiliar with until I became part of a group of people on Instagram that follow a lot of the award lists and then joined a Discord server for all the prize lists you can think of. It's called the Literary Award Lounge server on Discord. Discord is a social media app. Uh, It's a chatting app and things like that. So if you know what it is and you're on it or if you'd like to be on it, it's Discord and then you search Literary Award Lounge for all of the prize lists that you could set your heart on. It's really great. And it's hosted by a couple of friends of mine that I met through Instagram. So highly recommend and I really, really love it. Two years ago, I think it was now, I read through the entire novel section of the Hugo Award long list. They have many sections, you know, novels, um, short uh, novellas, um, stories, etc., all under the science fiction fantasy banner in case you were unfamiliar with the Hugo and that was really fun I had a lot of fun with it and so you know I I was gonna tell I was telling myself that I was going to do that with another list I tried to do it with the Hugo last year and I just didn't get my act together with it I read a few of the the nominees but not all of them 
And for some reason, I, um, I always say I want to read through like the Booker, the international Booker list, the women's for fiction, um, women's prize for fiction long list, but I never do it. I maybe read one or two sometimes, but, uh, mood reader problems really kind of throw me off reading through the list. So it's been a, a tough journey to stick to because of that. But last year I decided I wanted to read as many as I could from an award called the Center for Fiction's First Novel Prize list. And what that is, is a list compiled by an indie bookstore in Brooklyn called the Center for Fiction uh, of debut authors, debut novels uh, that came out within the year that the long list comes out. Uh, For instance, last year's uh, long list, the long list for 2022 was announced in July and the the list of books could be published at any point in 2022. So there were upcoming releases as well as, as books that had already come out. Um, so the long list is announced July, the short list is announced in September and December they announced the winner. And I decided that I really wanted to focus on um, some of those books because I had, when it was announced, I'd already read a couple of them. And then I had already, I went and bought a few of them without knowing they were on the list. So by the time I saw the list, I'd already had a few books and I decided I was going to focus on that list. And last year was a little bit of a rocky start because I, I didn't read as many as I'd liked and I just kind of forgot about it for a really long time. And then this year I I really got back into it and I have since read seven of the novels from the list totally, uh, total between last year and this year. And then I'm reading the eighth currently. Um, and I own four more. So I, I have a good uh, handle on it this year, and I'm really enjoying my experience of reading through the list. I've not loved everything I've read, and uh, in fact, I think there's only been one that I really, really loved, and the others I thought were good. But uh, the experience of getting through the list and like checking off the the titles from the long list has been a lot of fun for me. And because I'm so much in this literary fiction mood, it's really, and some of it's literary fiction, some of it's commercial fiction, but um, mostly it's literary fiction. It's really been working for me. So I've really been enjoying just the experience of it a lot. The books I've read so far um, from the list are Brown Girls, Portrait of a Thief, The Sign for Home, The School for Good Mothers, Night Crawling, Nobody's Magic, and Post Traumatic. Um, Brown Girls was my favorite by far. That was a became one of my top reads of 2022 last year because it was so well done. It's told um, in first person plural the entire time, and well, at first I was. It took me a moment to get into it and the cadence of it. I, at the end of it, I was like, I don't think this book could have been written any other way. So I just, I thought it was really well done. And that's a really hard voice to maintain for an entire novel, but the author um, did an incredible job with it. 
I, the other ones I, I liked sign for home, which was uh, really beautifully done. It's about a deaf blind person uh, and his interpreter. They do something called tactile interpreting, which is uh, different than just regular ASL because the person is blind. So you have to physically touch them and speak to them. And it's, it's a very interesting novel. And The School for Good Mothers, which I just read recently, uh, I liked it. It's an it's one of those books that evokes incredibly strong emotions in the reader. In this case, it's rage. And I thought that because of that, because of how worked up I got about it, it became a book I really enjoyed for that reason, because the author did such an incredible job of bringing these emotions out of me. But it's hard to say that I like the book because just thinking about it makes me angry. Definitely recommend it, though. I thought it was interesting. Nightcrawling is another one that I, I thought was good. Um, I think the story behind the author is a lot more interesting after some now that I've thought about it than, than the book itself. I thought the book was beautifully written. I thought it was done well, and it's an important story to be told. But... It's about a young black woman who is basically on her own and is in desperate need of money and turns to prostitution and is then exploited by her neighborhood police department. And all of her friends and family turn their back on her saying really horrible things to her about, oh, well, you know, you chose this life. This is your fault, you know. And so the discussion around sex work and sex workers was not something I appreciated in that. Um, but the author, I think, wrote it when she was 17 and was nominated for the Booker as well as the the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize when she was 19, which was really incredible. So, and she's a poet by, by trade, and you can definitely tell a poet wrote the, the book because there's the imagery in it and the way she uses words is is really beautiful you can see she thought about it a lot so I did appreciate that part of it it's a hard read but it's it's well done um and the others I thought were good you know I thought they were fine um post-traumatic again is it felt like a debut novel and parts of it felt very much like somebody's psychology dissertation to get their doctorate uh And so those parts went over my head, but it was a very interesting conversation around racism and mental illness. And I just, I thought that the author brought an interesting voice to those topics. So I appreciated it for those things. Um, And it's, as somebody with PTSD, it's, it was very interesting to read it, uh, read about a character that has obviously has PTSD but isn't a like I don't know if she's not aware of it necessarily but she's not letting it be part of her day-to-day awareness so that was I thought that was interesting nobody's magic is like a collection of three novellas making up one one novel all about three different women with albine and albinism and um, which is not something people write about very often so I liked that part about it I didn't love any of the the stories I didn't I didn't think it was a great 
read. I had some issues with um, the characters and how like very self-centered they all were and um, they a lot of the quote-unquote turning points for them were like through men and relationships and I just I don't know I don't that leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because I think that it that makes it seem as if a relationship just fixes everything and that's the only way to be fixed which I don't agree with so that was was a little less great for me and um portrait of a thief I didn't like I I mean it's a good book it's well written it's well plotted it's got uh, very interesting topics. I totally agree with what the author was talking about. Um, and I enjoyed that she was telling the story she was telling, but it was just, I didn't like it. And uh, I know a lot of people really, really loved it. So I know that I'm, I'm very much in the minority on that one. And like I said, it's like, it's a good book. But as I was reading it, I didn't enjoy it, uh, which was a new experience for me I I don't have any complaints about the book uh, except for one of the characters who is awful but everybody agrees this character is awful so um, but other than that like I I don't actually have any reason as to why I didn't like it I just didn't like it I was very underwhelmed by it so that was a little bit of a, a downer uh, on that one but the rest of the ones I've read so far have been good with some standouts for sure. The one I'm reading right now, uh, if an Egyptian cannot speak English, is actually the novel that won last year's prize. And I think I can see why it did. Um, it's very interestingly done. The whole first part is like done in these question and answer segments, which is interesting. Uh, it was a little confusing for me at first because it's actually two characters that were getting their point of view but you don't you can't really tell when one is speaking until you get it and you know some you know one's a man and one's a woman so there are are parts where it talks about well as a son or as a daughter and but they're very I don't know I it was it was confusing for me at least at first and then once I got it I got it and now I I can see the differences between the voices but it took me a while. Um, and honestly, I'm not loving the book. So I don't know if I'm even going to finish it. I just, I feel like life is too short to read books you're not enjoying. But um, we'll see what happens. I'm When I read it, I'm, I'm kind of invested and I want to know what happens. But I'm also like, I spent so much time not wanting to pick it up that I think that's kind of a, a big sign right there. Um, oh, I think one thing I didn't mention is how many books are on the list. I believe it's 24 books, which makes it feel a little daunting when you start reading the list. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to get through all of these before the next list is out? Uh, and I didn't think I would for sure. But um, as I said many times now, I'm a repeater. I just I say the same things over and over, so I apologize. But... I'm very much into this literary fiction vibe I'm I'm feeling right now. So I think I'm going to just continue to read 
and at the pace I am reading, I think I'll be able to get through, if not all of the list, at least most of it before uh, July when the next list for 2023 is announced, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and what I'll do is when I post about this episode, I will post the graphic from Center for Fiction that has all of the titles on it so you can see the full list so you know which ones I'm talking about. Um, that I read and which ones that I have I own to read and um, you know I'll list them in the caption as well just so everyone kind of sees a uh, title and author because I don't remember the author for every one of them and my notes I forgot to put the authors down because I was doing it very quickly I you know I at least the the episode is not going to be late this week so that was a one-time thing, I promise. Yeah, it's been a really fun thing for me to do. And I have been introduced to books I probably never would have picked up on my own otherwise. And I think that's always like a, a worthwhile feeling, you know, that feeling of like, okay, I know I never would have done this on my own. And so this list has introduced it to me or this book club or this person. And that's a lot of fun. It always feels like, okay, cool. I'm really doing something different. And I, I love that feeling when it comes to reading. And um, I, I'm a, a fan of crossing things off of lists. I don't ever really make lists all that much. I, I do occasionally. But when I do, it's like that feeling of like crossing a, a list, something off the list or like, you know, crossing it out or marking it as finished. There's just like such a sense of accomplishment to that. So going through the list and being able to like mark off the titles as I go has been a lot of fun. It's ad added fun for me. As I said, I own four more. I own Vagabond's Lung Lungfish, When We Were Sisters, and What the Fireflies Knew. And I'm looking forward to reading all of those. I've heard incredible things about What the Fireflies Knew and When We Were Sisters. So those two are probably going to be very soon. Um, but I'm really looking forward to reading them all quite a bit. But as of right now, my favorite book of the ones I've read is Brown Girls, for sure. And so it's going to be interesting to see, going into some of these other ones, how I feel and if that changes at any point. But Brown Girls was just so special, and it was just such an interesting story, and the, the way she wrote it, and the things she talked about, and her, her imagery... Her word choices, all of it just flowed together so well. Whereas some of the other books I've read on the list, I've I've enjoyed parts of each of them, but this one, like the entire thing, worked really well for me. And uh, I actually haven't seen a whole lot of people talking about that one, so I think that one's been a little bit underappreciated personally online, at least on my Instagram feed. Um, I know that a lot of other people loved a lot of the other books, so I always thought it would be really fun to have like a book club where we read them or a group chat where we talk about it. There's one on the Literary Award Discord server, but not many people are, are 
in it or chatting about it. So I may go in there and kind of make some remarks and see what conversations can be started because I would love to hear what other people's favorites are from the list and um, see how they feel about the winner and if they've read it and what they thought about it and am I the only one that doesn't really want to finish it or doesn't really think it's worthy of winning. Not that it's a bad book again um, and I can see why it won, but... For me, so far, Brown Girls should have won. I think that's what I love so much about books in general, but more specifically book clubs or people that are reading through the same list as you or, you know, groups that are are sharing knowledge of books together because the the opinions are going to be so different. Even people that love a book the same have different reasons as to why they love it, have different feelings as to why it was a favorite. So I think that that is really, really fun. And I'm hoping that I can get that the um, first novel prize chat um fired up a little bit and see kind of where everyone landed on everything that they did read through it and um I'm as of right now I'm planning on on reading through the 2023 list as well once it's out and so I hope that we can have more kind of discussion about each individual book um this time around because now that I know what's in store and how much I enjoy the experience of reading through the list. I, I think I can, I can, I don't know, maybe start a book club where we meet, you know, every couple of months to talk about a couple of the books and see how people feel as the list goes on. And then once the short list is announced, et cetera, et cetera, I think it could be a lot of fun, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens and, and, Perhaps by the time July rolls around, I'll be done with literary fiction and have no desire to read any of the books. But as of right now, uh, here the tail end of March, I, I'm planning on reading through it again, and, and hopefully I can get some more friends to, to talk about it with. Well, friends, I think that's all for this week. I... Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode talking about the Center for Fiction First Novel Prize list. I I enjoyed talking about it. I am very much enjoying my, my journey through the list, and I'm excited to see what comes up for the 2023 list come July. Um, as I said last week in my late hurried episode, there's going to be some changes coming up. It's going to be more like this kind of a discussion, um, possibly more specific book reviews uh, on the episodes until I can figure out how to um, get some more interviews, streamline the podcast a little bit. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm so focused on trying to get a job that I'm still doing the actual recording and editing the day before it launches. So it's less organized than I had hoped to be for this year, but I'm really just, I'm trying to settle back into New York and I'm trying to get a job and, and all of this stuff. And currently since I'm, I'm home all the time right now, 
I'm the one that, you know, shops and cooks and cleans and I'm happy to do it. Um, I really am because it gives me something to do than, you know, other than sit around and worry about not getting the job or staring at my computer waiting for emails to come in or phone call. Um, so I, I love doing it, but I, you know, it's just, it's there, all my days are filling up. So I'm trying to find like a good balance between everything so that I can, um, fill my own wish of recording a couple of episodes a week and ahead, uh, weeks ahead and, uh, just having things publish, you know, per week and I don't have to worry about it. Um, I'm sure I'll find my groove cause like we found, uh, recipes we really like. So the cooking has gotten a lot easier. Shopping has gotten streamlined. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. I know it'll, it'll happen, um, in the next week or so. But, uh, right now definitely still doing it the day before. Um, but yeah, so it'll be more like book reviews, book discussions, and um, I want to encourage everyone, if you want to join in or have something you'd like to say, to find me on Instagram. Right now, that's all I've got, uh, and I know that Spotify for podcast podcasters asks a question for each episode of what did you think, and, and you can write things in there, but I don't know how to reply Um, so if you can get or have Instagram, find me, it's at small town Sarah pod as of right now, and you can DM me, you can comment on a post. I'm happy to talk books with you. Uh, absolutely. Anytime. And as always, you know, remember to, share about and talk about and rate and review episodes and the podcast as a whole, um, tell people about it and spread the word because that just would mean the world to me and keep, keep texting me, keep, you know, messaging me on Instagram when you've listened to an episode and you're buying a book or something that means the world to me as well. It just, it does my heart good knowing, um, the books I'm recommending are are reaching the right people at the right time. So that's really, really exciting for me. And thank you all so much for listening to another episode. I hope, as I said, I hope you enjoyed this one. It was different than I've done. Um, So, you know, let me know by rating, reviewing it or reaching out to me. Again, my Instagram is at smalltownsarahpod. My DMs are always open to talk about books or the episode, etc., And uh, stay tuned for next week when we're going to have a full-length review uh, to talk about. And right now, I'm off to go pick what book it is. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week.